Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21 Radio. Today we are again looking at Revelation chapter 11, and we are going to be focusing on the great city mentioned in Revelation chapter 11 and verse 8. And it goes like this, just to back up, remember there were the two witnesses that testify on behalf of the Lord, they're murdered, and then their dead bodies, it says in verse 8, will lie in the street of the great city, which is allegorically called Sodom and Egypt, where their Lord was crucified. Revelation chapter 11 and verse 8 is an important verse for this reason. It's really critical if you want to, want to understand biblical prophecy and the teaching of anyone you hear on the radio or in print or reading a commentary of what perspective they are bringing to that text. And so you want to know if somebody is writing a book on, the, on, say, the book of Revelation and trying to describe what's going on, you really want to dig into what is their framework. And unfortunately, a lot of people don't share that. And I don't know quite why, because it's my intention to let you know exactly what I am doing and why. I try very hard, maybe not perfectly accomplishing it, but that's my goal. Now, I've talked in the past about a major view of the book of Revelation amongst Catholics and among a good number of Protestant scholars as well. Not the ones who are with the rapture at any moment theory on TV, but a number of Protestant scholars. It would be called the preterist viewpoint of biblical prophecy. The preterist viewpoint is historically oriented. And to let you know, I regard myself as a preterist but not an extreme preterist. For instance, if I come to the book of Revelation, I believe it is historically rooted. I believe that Rome, the Roman Empire, is discussed a whole lot regarding the first century situation of the seven churches in Asia Minor. But unlike many what I would call extreme preterists, I also see that there's a futurist application to that. And I've tried to show you that as we've gone through the Gospels, as we've gone through the book of Revelation, quoted you church fathers, Benedict XVI, our Catechism of the Catholic Church. But if there was ever a verse that would make you become an extreme preterist in the entire book of Revelation, I think it's verse 8 right here in chapter 11. And, and again, it says that their dead bodies, the dead bodies of the two witnesses, will lie in the street of the great city, which is allegorically called Sodom and Egypt, where their Lord was crucified. Well, you know, this looks like an open and shut case. Um, if the great city is first century Jerusalem, then the book of Revelation is talking about a pre-70 AD writing of the book of Revelation, predicting the fall of Jerusalem. And basically, this is a document that's historically oriented. And, 
you can kind of see how you could get that because right in verse 8, it identifies the great city as where their Lord was crucified. Now, you and I know where that is. That's Jerusalem. It's first century Jerusalem, Israel. So that's the prime reason for viewing not only this chapter, but the entire book of Revelation as rooted as something describing what was going on in Israel. And your preterist commentaries will be very quick to point this out. And I must say, it's, it looks on its surface like to be fairly strong evidence. Secondly, it compares Jerusalem, the city where Lord was crucified, with Sodom and Egypt. Now, there have been times in the Old Testament where the Jewish people apostatized from the faith and became very corrupt. And even the prophet Jeremiah compares Jerusalem to Sodom. He says in Jeremiah 23, 14, but the prophets of Jerusalem I have seen a horrible thing. They commit adultery. They walk in lies. They strengthen the hands of evildoers so that no one turns from his wickedness. All of them have become like Sodom to me and its inhabitants like Gomorrah. So it's an open and shut case. We have to be extreme preterist. Um, it says where their Lord was crucified, Jeremiah and other prophets compare Jerusalem with Sodom. So perhaps the extreme preterists have it. Well, I'd like to give you three reasons why the great city may not be limited to first century Jerusalem. Number one is right in this verse, which looks on its surface to have a great extreme preterist viewpoint. It says, which is allegorically called Sodom and Egypt. There's a big caution right here about taking this too far literally. Uh, the word in Greek is literally spiritually called Sodom and Egypt or figuratively. So there should be a caution about taking something literally and forming an entire perspective on biblical prophecy when you have the caution right before when it says Sodom and Egypt. This is from the Navarre Bible, and I think it's well-balanced, uh, both the historical and the futurist. It says, it is allegorically called Sodom and Egypt, where their Lord was crucified, and by this, we might take Jerusalem to stand for any city or even any nation where perversity holds sway and where Christians are persecuted. Thus, St. Jerome, an early commentator, interpreted the names of Sodom and Egypt as having a mystical or figurative meaning, referring to the entire world as the city of the devil and of evildoers. Further on, St. John will identify Rome of his time with this great city. In other words, there is a preterist interpretation. The great city, Babylon the Great, is Rome. And it's also as Jerusalem having become corrupt to the point of persecuting the saints. Now, 
Here's a second reason why the great city in Revelation 11:8 should not be limited to a first century Jerusalem. It speaks of, in verse 9 and 10, a universal dimension to this. The two witnesses are killed. And then three and a half days, their bodies lie exposed, basically. And it says, men from the peoples and tribes and tongues and nations gaze at their dead bodies. Um, This is talking about a universal application. If two prophets were killed in the streets of Jerusalem in the first century, uh, there was no way for the news to spread through the world in three and a half days for nations to be viewing their dead bodies and begin exchanging gifts and celebration that these godly men were killed. That would have been impossible, and there's a universal dimension to this in the very next two verses, because the verse after it, verse that was verse 9, the verse after that, verse 10 says, and those who dwell on earth will rejoice over them, make merry, and exchange presents. So in other words, the people's tribes and tongues and those who dwell on the earth, this is a universal reference. It's speaking of something a lot wider than the city of Jerusalem in the two verses immediately after 11.8, talking about the great city. And the real zinger here, I think, to why to be cautious about the extreme preterist position is the verse before. Remember, we always want to look at a text of Scripture by its context. So we just looked at the two verses following this. We looked at the verse itself, and now we're going to look at the verse before, verse 7. It says this in Revelation chapter 11 and verse 7, and when they have finished their testimony, that's the two witnesses, the beast that ascends from the bottomless pit will make war upon them and conquer them and kill them. Now, this is very interesting because one of my favorite Catholic commentaries on Scripture I was reading, I wasn't surprised because I happen to know that the author's viewpoint is extreme preterist. And the preterist part I can go with, the extreme preterist I can't. So they, without a whole lot of surprise to me, said 11.8, speaks about Jerusalem. But it was very interesting to me, they didn't breathe a word about verse 7, the verse before. You see, uh, for instance, Dr. Fee, a New Testament commentator, and Dr. Beasley in their commentaries on Revelation mention that this verse, Revelation eleven seven, is a direct echo of Daniel chapter 7. So, Revelation 11, Daniel 7, and here we are, verse 21 of Daniel 7. It says, and I looked this horn, this leader, this kingdom, made war with the saints and prevailed over them. This is from Revelation 11, 7. The beast will make war upon them and kill them. And in the Greek Old Testament and the Greek New Testament, these look really similar If you go back to Daniel chapter 7 and verse 17, it says these four great beasts are four kings who will arise out of the earth. It's not the kingdom of Israel centered in Jerusalem. 
it was Babylon, Medo-Persia, Greece, and then the fourth kingdom, the fourth beast, Daniel 7 and verse 23, will be a fourth kingdom on earth, different from all the kingdoms, and it shall devour the whole earth and break it to pieces. Historically, what's going on in the great city is Rome. It's the empire facing off with the kingdom of God. That's the context of the entire book of Revelation, as well as the context of Revelation chapter 11 and verse 8. And by going the verse before, we find this beast that comes up from the abyss is identified as, in Daniel as something that is prophesied coming out of the fourth kingdom. And it's very interesting, this is just a little P.S., how preterist and futurist are not enemies, they're close cousins, they work together, they're very good friends, in fact. You start with preterist, but you don't knock off the futurist. Hippolytus of Rome, living around 200, he has written the earliest commentary we have on the prophet Daniel, as well as about the Antichrist. And he mentions that the fourth beast, of course, is Rome, but Daniel 7, which we just looked at, spoke about 10 horns, which he identified in the days of an empire that folks in that day thought would live forever, are going to be 10 democracies in the future. And those 10 democracies are going to be the confederation, so to speak, the world order from which the Antichrist comes and persecutes the people of God. So you have Revelation chapter 11, preterist and futurist. Let's keep them together. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 95 of Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. To learn more about biblical prophecy and to order copies of Luke 21 broadcasts, visit us online at luke21.com.